0: Conversations with Dwyer. I'm Matt Dwyer. This is a music podcast, and speaking of music, that song that played me in is titled Average Joe. It is by Oceanator, and it is from the album The 11th Hour, Songs for Climate Justice, which is out right now on Sub Pop. I curated it with Nick Duncan over at Sub Pop. It's produced by myself and the great filmmaker Adam McKay. 100% of the proceeds go to the Climate Emergency Fund, and the person who created that wonderful song is my guest today, Elise Okasami, and this is a great conversation. Um, I'm oh oh, but I should also mention before I forget, she also has an album out that's uh, fairly new. It's out on Polyvinyl. It's called Nothing's Ever Fine. It's a great album and she's great, and I love the song that she contributed to the uh, compilation album, which is uh, also all things in the show notes, links to all things you need to know, to Oceanator, to the ba- to Oceanator's Bandcamp, uh, to the uh, sub-pop link to buy the 11th Hour, and all things Matt Dwyer. If you want to know more about me, you can go to my website, themattdwyer.com. And uh, it's the... the I've been pushing the album for the 11th hour for a little bit now. I've got a few more episodes in the can that I'll be using to promote it, and I will always promote it because I, it's a year. We have all the songs that were contributed to the album for a year, and there's a lot of great artists like Oceanator, Frankie Cosmos, Charlotte Cornfield, Fake Fruit, Mud Honey, Moby, Cloud Nothings, Marinero. Boy, the the list goes on. Sunny in the Sunsets, Mamalarchy, you name it, they're on the album. A lot of great artists. 20, in fact, and I'm not going to list them all right now. But I'll tell you this, everybody who's on the album has been on the podcast or will be on the podcast, uh, but uh, Moby. I'm going to try to get Moby, but I kind of have a feeling I won't get Moby. But you never know. I have to say, I was very impressed with Moby's dedication to getting a song onto the album and wanting to know what everything else sounded like so he would submit something that sort of fit the vibe. That was goddamn cool of him, I'll say. Uh, Speaking of websites, if you need a website, you can go to Kelly R. DeWire. She does my website. She does a lot of podcasts, politicians, companies, big podcasts, too, like Ologies and and uh my favorite murder. So she's no small beans. If you need a website, go to KellyRDeWire.com. And uh also like I said, you the mattdewire.com, uh you could also become a Patreon subscriber to the podcast, five dollars a month. There's a lot of bonus content on my podcast or on my Patreon. Uh most of my episodes have a part two that go 30 to 60 minutes extra. Uh there's always a part two. Today's episode unfortunately doesn't have a part two, uh, but I feel we Elise and I got into uh, pizza, so maybe you, her, her and I will just have a pizza podcast. Um, it's not the first time I chatted about pizza with a guest. I don't. Does say it? I'm. I, I like. Who doesn't like pizza? Who doesn't like to talk about pizza? Who doesn't like to listen to people talk about pizza? I was gonna uh, second guess myself, but I'm a pizza. I don't like saying pizza nerd. I think that is overused, the whole I'm a blah-blah nerd. Tiresome. Anyway, enough of my babble. Uh, please, again, go to the show notes. All Things Elise Okasami is in the show notes. All Things Oceanator, the 11th, uh, 11th Hour album, All Things Matt Dwyer, and the Climate Emergency Fund. In addition to buying the album, you could buy the album, you could stream it. That's more money for the cause. You could also go to the Climate Emergency Fund's website, which is also on the show notes, and donate even more money. Uh, and I'm going to have uh, Margaret Klein-Solomon on the, uh, on the podcast next week to talk about the Climate Emergency Fund and, well, climate. So, enough said. Please enjoy my episode with Elise Okasami from Oceanator. Do people ask you about rugby all the time? Um, sometimes, not that often. Because it was kind of, I grew up in Chicago and there was a lot of people who played it, but it still was sort of a peripheral sport. And yeah. I just, I'm always like fascinated by what attracts someone to rugby, especially when you're me who doesn't like uh, physical contact that is <laughs> aggressive. <laughs>
1: yeah, I, probably I, not, not for you.
0: <laughs> I had four brothers. I had a lot of physical contact okay. I, I didn't want.
1: Yeah. You got that at home and you're over
0: it. Yeah. But,
1: um, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I wanted to play in high school. Um, I don't really remember why I wanted to play in high school. I just thought it looked fun. And then I wasn't allowed to because it's too dangerous, I guess. Um, and, uh, yeah, I went to high went to college and, uh, it was a team and I had some friends playing. So I thought I'd try it and then just
0: kind of loved it. Was it, yeah. was it around when you were a kid? Like, would you see people playing in the park and be like, I want to do that thing?
1: Yeah. I'm not really, I had one friend that played, um, in DC at like just, yeah, a park near school. Um, but I don't think it was really around and it wasn't like on TV or anything either. So I'm not really sure. Yeah. It's... If, yeah. Where I got the, the bug
0: <laughs> yeah every time I see it it's just I just like it's just guys pushing up against each other in a big mud pit is how I remember it. <laughs> in Chicago <laughs> but weirdly yeah. like the men I knew who played it you would think would be like kind of meatheady, but they were all they were like the sweetest people in the world and maybe they were like getting out their aggression I don't know
1: yeah I don't know I I mean I made a, made a lot of great friends a lot of really nice people and you know, it's got it's got a lot of rules, so it's not just all uh, just pushing and violence. I didn't mean to like. That. I
0: just no, I, no, yeah. And, no, and no. when I said meatheady, I was like, oh, that seems. But like Chicago, a lot of meatheads.
1: <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> it
0: was a particular a guitar, person yeah. I was speaking of. <laughs> uh, yeah, totally. Was Was sports something you were interested? Because I know, like, you were so focused on music as a child that I was. Yeah, which also I was. To have other, because I was like, I found what I wanted pretty young too, which was theater and, and nothing else mattered. But I was fascinated (laughs) by the fact that you found music young, but then found so many other things to explore, which means you're smarter than me.
1: (laughs) I don't know (laughs) if it means that. Um, I definitely, I would get bored easy. So I needed to do a lot of stuff, I guess. Um, So yeah, I would do, I did music and then I played, I played sports starting uh, I mean, I started playing soccer, like, as a kid on just, like, the community teams, I guess it was, like the MSI. Um, and then uh started basketball in third grade, and then school teams started in fifth grade, so I started doing that and just playing all the seasons. So I would basically, like, school, sports, and then go home, homework, and music,
0: <laughs> basically. Did you have a natural ability for sports? Because I did not. That's why. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah i guess so yeah i i, I was i was pretty good
0: <laughs> um i just because i guess yeah i just i couldn't do it so i think and that's why i think i became creative because i was like well this i could do this <laughs> <laughs> yeah and
1: like yeah it's definitely you can't do it, it's not fun so why do it
0: right right yeah. what what was the first instrument you took to because you play a ton of them right
1: <laughs> i yeah, like three or four yeah. Um, I, I took piano lessons for like a year as a kid, but then, um, my, my piano teacher moved away, didn't do anything for a bit. And then at, at nine I started playing guitar and that was like the catalyst for everything. That was when I like got super into it.
0: Did you um, immediately feel like you had found something that was resoundingly you?
1: Yeah, pretty much. And, uh, Pretty much from the beginning, I was like, oh, OK, this is this is my thing. And so I was either going to do that or I was going to be a professional basketball player were <laughs> my two choices. <laughs> um, but yeah, and then the, I, as like through high school, like music became more of a more of a thing, too. And uh, realized I wasn't getting any taller. So <laughs> <laughs> I always
0: thought basketball would be more interesting if they had a height requirement, like kept everybody short. Because that's yeah. more challenging, right?
1: Well, if everyone's the same size, then it's the same amount of challenging, I guess.
0: I guess. What do I know? Yeah. <laughs> I did know. you? No, Duncan. <laughs> uh, did you? Did you? Because you were in the same band. You started a band in the third grade that went through the same band through high school. That's like insane. Yeah. That's incredible. Dedicate. Like that's says you're like you're dedicated to what you're you're doing, right? Well.
1: Yeah. I mean, we were having fun. It was, it was, um, it started off as five people and and in high school it ended up just being three, just uh guitar bass, drums. Um, my brother and my friend David, um, from like fourth, fourth grade to 12th grade when we all went off. To, well, Michael didn't go to college. He was younger than me, but me and David went off to college. <laughs> uh, but we, uh, yeah, we just, we, we just had fun. I mean, we, we had band practice like most Saturdays and, one of our two basements and uh, David and Michael really learned a lot about recording then. And like, we did two albums. I didn't learn about the actual technical part of it, but, (laughs) uh, so like he still does that part, but, um, yeah, it was just, it was just fun. And like, we wrote songs. And then we also just like learned covers of songs we liked and just kind of jammed and whatever.
0: I was going to ask what, what genre would you label that band? Um, just like rock, kids, kids <laughs> playing rock. Did you drop, but, F- did you drop F-bombs in your songs?
1: <laughs> no. And we covered, uh, we covered a Red Hot Chili Pepper song and we said Mother Huggers. Yeah. Good. It's dead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or so, something like that. Yeah. <laughs> no, no curse words. I think I've only got one on all of, on all of my records, actually. Maybe two. Yeah
0: that's I, you know that that broadens that means that you could listen to it when your kids are in the car though my yeah my daughter we listen to whatever and she'll 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 repeat it and we're like whatever i'm I <laughs> gonna sweat it
1: <laughs> just gonna learn it just learn it eventually
0: i was i that's like one of the first things i took a liking to was uh swearing and i don't know if that's a weird thing for a child
1: <laughs> yeah well it's like you're not allowed to do it so you're like oh it's cool
0: it is cool and it's fun yeah and yeah. those words sound better, even though some of them are, you know, awful, but, <laughs> but like just the way they sound is like take out meaning. Sometimes they're just like, they, they hit, there's a, there's yeah. a reason they're, they're awful words. <laughs>
1: <laughs> My friend threw a, threw a, an F word into his uh, wedding speech ye- yesterday, two days ago. And, uh, you know, it really elevated that statement, like not even joking, <laughs> like really put the emphasis on it so
0: oh good yeah. how did people respond
1: cheering and laughter
0: yeah clapping, see yeah. that's the thing too is like i once i started hanging around like performers and you become so used to profanity because everybody i knew was just like foul mouth and there was almost a competition yeah. of who could be the most foul <laughs> <laughs> And it was like so. Then I would go home and visit my family and be around nieces and nephews, and I'd say something. And I'd be like, "Oh fuck, I can't, oh, I can't." Yeah. <laughs> Two people would be like, "What?" My my family. What, yeah, is that, like... Musicians are kind of the same, right? In that world of like, you. I mean, you're you're exploring and you're free to a degree, right? That's so things are, uh, take a different sure. context sometimes. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I I guess, I guess uh, it's. Musicians are tend to be the like I grew up around a comedy theater mm-hmm. and I when I started hanging around musicians I found socially musicians are funnier than most comedy people socially
1: <laughs> but comedy people are funnier on stage for sure
0: yeah probably yeah. <laughs> <laughs> depending some people not so good
1: <laughs> <laughs> true yeah but like I don't know what um, it
0: is I I've, I've always been fascinated but maybe there's no pressure to for a musician to
1: yeah that's not our thing, so we can just like say stuff, not worry about it, you know, yeah, like we can just we can just make our little jokes and we don't have to worry how they're gonna land, i yeah. guess, I mean we do in, in <laughs> the social social wise but not like you know we're not there's no we're not supposed to be funny, so we we don't have to overthink it, I don't know,
0: yeah, I know
1: it's like i if i'm playing guitar like i'm like i got to be good at this but if i'm just like talking making my little stupid
0: statements do you it's sh- like yeah. do you do you talk to the audience a lot when you do shows yeah um
1: sometimes um i i'm i feel like i'm really bad at it cuz i just start saying things <laughs> that like i'm thinking about and I don't know. It feels, it, it's weird. I think it's weird. I'm told it's fine, but I always feel really weird about it. So I have like the spots where, you know, I, I want to say things and where we need to tune. So like, I got to I got to say things. And I try to remember to say like the business things. There's merch in the back, you know, all that <laughs> stuff. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It depends on the show. And also if people are talking to, talking to me or like reacting to stuff, I'll probably talk more. But if I feel like they're just like, looking at me like what are you doing then more songs (laughs) (laughs) do you
0: do you plan like those moments what you might say do you think like oh this thing happened today but I'll talk about that on stage or do you wait for the moment to hit you
1: I just kind of wait for the moment usually like there have been times where I've been like okay you have to remember to talk about like whatever certain thing and I always forget because I'm like having too much fun playing the songs and then (laughs) just like thinking about whatever else is going on or popping up
0: do you um, ever say anything social political
1: if i'm thinking about it yeah not it's not like planned usually because uh i mean we've been doing a lot of opening slots too you know so we don't have we have like a very small amount of time and i'm always on the last tour we did our set was supposed to be 30 minutes but it was 31 minutes so we always started a minute early <laughs> so we wouldn't go over did they say and, something
0: like, like you went over a minute
1: no I just, am worried about it. I don't want to be the person that goes over when you're not supposed to, you know? Um, so, but so we, so like, yeah, I don't, I don't usually plan a whole bunch of stuff to say because there's not that much time for right now, you know, got to get the songs in. But, uh, if there's something specific I'm thinking about at the time or like specific to the city or the day, I'll bring it up.
0: I've, I've heard Jimmy Dale Gilmore has gone on, long tangents about uh, Bertrand Russell, which I haven't seen, but I would Okay. <laughs> <laughs> also a guy who did a lot of acid in the seventies, so maybe that has something to do with it. Maybe, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> but I'm I'm just curious of like how audiences would respond to long tangents about Bertrand Russell.
1: <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I think if you're a certain kind of person you can you can go on long tangents, you know? Um I don't know necessarily about Bertrand Russell, but in general you know, there's some people like Ted Leo talks a lot during his, during his sets. And it's always like super interesting. And like, I love listening to him talk and you know, I'll watch him play for like two hours or whatever. And and he'll be talking for a quarter of that. And it's great. And then there's some people where you're like, what are you even saying? (laughs) Just go back, go back to your songs.
0: Yeah. I've seen that with Steve Albini and shellac. He was started talking about baseball, and somebody was like fuck you and play something and he was like yeah he's like not your show and he just yeah (laughs)
1: he's He's right yeah yeah I mean like um I just saw the gaslighting of them last week and and Brian was talking about I don't remember which thing he was talking he did a couple couple long tangents and they were all like pretty funny (laughs) he was having a good time um (laughs) somebody yelled like to play some music and he was just kind of like no this is what I do and like I'm gonna like I'll play the songs when I'm ready to play the songs I was like great yeah good for you like you're not a machine up there like you know also Um, a person
0: (laughs) yeah it's I don't know like you go back to the old-timey stuff with performers and it was more they did do a lot more talking in between songs and telling stories Mm -hmm. I'm yeah thinking like Dean Martin. Of course, he was also loaded and high on pills, but... (laughs) Right. Yeah. A lot
1: of tangents for him.
0: Yeah. Elvis would have some tangents, too, but they were also booze and...
1: (laughs) (laughs) Pilly, yeah.
0: I just... I saw one where he's just literally mumbling for like five minutes. Oh, wow. Um, But when you went to... Like, when you started going to college and whatnot, was music something that always... Like hovered in the like. Did you go to Did you go to college for music? I can't remember now that I'm saying this.
1: I um I went to college and I was going to be a history major, and then I was taking a bunch of music classes. And so when I went to declare my major, I was like, oh, I would just need one class that I wasn't planning on taking music wise to major in this as well. So I ended up double majoring, but um I didn't like go specifically to like a music school or anything.
0: Right. I because I couldn't remember because I didn't. I couldn't remember. I, I saw that you entertained the idea of someday of being a history teacher.
1: Mm-hmm. Yes, I
0: uh, did. Do you still think about that? Do you, is that like Plan B if you need to?
1: No, I kind of am past Plan B. <laughs> you know, it's like all or nothing at this point. Um, but I don't know. I get. I should probably. I should probably put a Plan B in place
0: uh, again. F- yeah. Fuck that.
1: I don't know. This
0: is. Uh, you're doing extremely well I would say like I you know
1: I'm getting to do stuff for sure yeah uh touring and (laughs) and making records
0: which is cool talking Um, to this jackass you know yeah talking to you
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah no it's cool it's it's been fun um you know I just kind of I do the tour and then I come home and I do the restaurant or whatever in between so I can keep doing it but uh yeah I mean it's working out so far
0: <laughs> Yeah What what kind of restaurant Do you work at And what do you
1: Um Right now I'm just doing Pop-ups with my friend Um Are you cooking Uh I'm Right now I'm not But I've I like I make pizza sometimes
0: <laughs> Get the fuck out um, I'm a pizza maker I love Like as a hobby Oh really Yeah Yeah Cool What Yeah, yeah. it's fun Yeah I did it because I missed My hometown pizza was your hometown Chicago But not, Oh Oh but everyone goes, oh, deep dish. And I'm like, no, yeah. not. No, the, the... There's like a whole f- style of thin crust tavern square cut, like cracker. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But everybody thinks deep dish. And I'm like, you're wrong, motherfucker. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, deep dish, I like deep dish, but I will say that it is a casserole and not a pizza. Right. Uh, I do enjoy it. But yeah, the, the thin crust tavern
0: stuff is really good, too. So, I mean, all pizza is good, in, I think. I agree. Do, uh, do you eat meat? Um, Sometimes I was yeah. just curious, like if you, because like Chicago is very sausage. Like we put like everywhere else, everyone's pepperoni, and I'm like, I yeah. Can't. And I maybe it's because I was conditioned for Italian sausage, but I can't. I like pepperoni, but it's I prefer.
1: Yeah, I I prefer pepperoni to sausage, but but I get it. Sausage is good also.
0: Because <laughs> <laughs> I got into making. My, my own sausage, not killing pigs, and but, like, I would grind it and season it. Oh, wow. It. I got – did. have you been to Philly? Do you know the pizza uh, – what's his name? Joe Badia. He has Pizzeria Badia, and he has a book called Pizza Camp. Okay, yes. And yeah. that book is uh, – But that's where I kind of – I've mixed his sausage recipe in a different one because – but I don't know. Cool. Yeah, personalize it. Yeah. Do you – what awesome. kind of flour do you use?
1: <laughs> I did not – I uh at home I just use I just have like all-purpose flour because I don't I have I during like the like 2020 I was like oh I'm gonna do a sourdough starter and make my own bread like dough pizza dough and then I forgot about it (laughs) and ruined it um so basically I'll just like if I'm making it at home it's usually because I just worked a shift and I brought home some dough from work and then I'll (laughs) I'll make it from there um but, uh, yeah, I don't, we use like double zero and stuff at, at work. I don't, it's been a little bit since I, since I did the
0: actual making of the dough. Right. Yeah. To get real nerdy, what kind of tomatoes do you use?
1: <laughs> at home? Yeah. Like, for me? Yeah. I, um, I use a lot of cherry tomatoes usually because I like, I like to do a white pizza at oh, home. Yeah. So I'll do, I'll just like cut up some, like have some cherry tomatoes and, and sprinkle those across the thing. The last one I made had like asparagus and shallots, garlic,
0: mozzarella, parm, cherry tomato. I think it was great. Came out real good. I'm down. I can't wait to come over, even though I'm 3000 miles away.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Well, next time, next time you're in New York.
0: How is pizza in, oh, yes, yeah, fuck, yeah, you're in Brooklyn, too, which is just mm-hmm. got to be maddening for pizza.
1: Yeah, there's pizza everywhere. I li- a, I had a calzone last night.
0: <laughs> Where'd you get it from?
1: Just the local, local spot. It's Gino's. Sure. good. Yeah. They do a good job.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Was there decent pizza? Because you grew up between D.C. and I forget where now. Uh
1: between d c and Baltimore basically. That's right. yeah that's right. like d c suburbs um we mostly got like well, we used to get little Caesars when I was a kid, but before they did the hot and ready thing, and their pizzas <laughs> were square, um, we used to get that, and there's this place called Lito's, that's like a regional chain, I think it's pretty good, but their sauce is very sweet, which I usually don't like. That's also a square pizza, actually, um but I like theirs
0: for some reason. yeah, uh, Chicago yeah. can be sweet too.
1: Yeah. Sometimes sometimes it's good. Yeah. This one is like the exact right amount of sweetness for me. I think Litos, it's like my treat when I go home still. like, Oh, let's get a Litos pizza. You can get a really small, like square personal pie, which
0: is cool. I'll check out Litos. That sounds good. I'm done with Litos.
1: (laughs) Yeah, try it. (laughs) Well, and then let me know.
0: I will. Yeah. I I literally will find it on Instagram because my Instagram is. Incredible. Did you? It's all a, pizza. A lot of it, yeah. And then,
1: mine's all miniature schnauzers and
0: guitar pedals. Oh, that's I'll I, my prior dog was kind of a sch, sch, schnauzer mix, so I'm down. Oh, for, cool. We're so in. We have so much in common. Pizza schnauzers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah all the important things yeah <laughs> growing up in outside of dc was that and i know you went to dc and became kind of part of the music scene was that mm. like i don't know because it's the dc scene is so iconic obviously was that it, was that part of the draw was that like was it mythic in to some level to be like ooh the dc scene
1: um i guess not really mythic just because um i didn't know at first you know because i got into it kind of early so i was just like oh this is fun we're going to shows there's a bunch of bunch of cool bands here and then as i like learned more about it and like you know found out about minor threat and stuff you know (laughs) (laughs) um then it came it became pretty cool but you know and we'd like see those guys around like at fort reno and stuff and uh so it was kind of like oh wow like it's real (laughs) like the history is now or whatever. Um, but, uh, yeah, I don't know. I found a little group of, of like punk kids that played in bands and went to shows and we just kind of like hung out and just all felt very comfortable, I guess. And not like, not like this other, like outsized mythic thing. Um, but it was pretty great. It was definitely a good, like a cool place to grow up in, in the music
0: scene. Were some of those early bands that you were in more punk oriented when you were younger? I was in a, um,
1: I was like the sixth member of a five person thrash punk band. So like they usually one of them couldn't be there. So I ended up playing mostly. (laughs) (laughs) So I played like, I played like a, a lot of their shows, like more than more than half possibly, I think. But, uh, I would play mostly drums or bass and then once guitar and two times I got to fill in as one of the two screaming lead singers, uh, for, for my friend Noah, who was also the rugby player I mentioned. Um, and,
0: uh, yeah, it was fun. It was real loud. Being able to play multiple instruments must've kept you busy. I know you were busy on drums.
1: Yeah, I played, I did, I did a lot of drumming. People always need a drummer. So that's kind of how I got into drums is I was like, yeah, I play those a little bit at home, and then
0: just ended up doing it more and more. Oh, were out you, were you? Were you not? Were you like still kind of new to it when you did that, and then got sort of forced into bands, so to speak?
1: Yeah, in high school, I was new to it. I mean, my brother played drums. He got a drum kit when he was, I don't know, five or something. So there was like a there were drums in the house, and I kind of like fooled around with them. And then in high school, I started learning more stuff. I think sophomore year was when I started playing drums, like with people more. Um, And, uh, and that's when I started like getting good, ish (laughs) you know, because I was like playing a lot more. And then, yeah, at post-college is when I played in the most, the most bands with drums. Um, Am I,
0: after I moved to New York, I'm not high. Did you play jazz or am I totally out of my mind? Oh,
1: I played a jazz band. Okay, yeah, uh, so yeah, in high school. I yeah. didn't
0: know why I was second guessing myself, but I was. I, <laughs> I, 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 I guess I didn't bring it up. Yeah. Well, I you know I've read about you. That's why I. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. But uh, well, I, I don't trust my brain sometimes, so I'm like I never trust my brain. I said I asked
1: my friend in in twelfth grade. I was talking in the middle of a conversation with a friend that I had known since third grade who I actually just saw again in May, which was awesome. Um, And I stopped in the middle of conversation. I was like, wait, your name is Jake, right? (laughs) So I just like, I just had a moment where I was like, I don't, is that right? Could that be right? And he was like, yes, (laughs) it has been.
0: So yes. If I go home and visit family, I'm like, there's, I have, there's nieces and nephews. I'm just like, I can i just say what's your face and hey you
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's weird and like and you probably know it's just like i don't trust i don't trust my brain once it's wrong
0: yeah that's like so it's a double fuck because you're like i might for not know the name but i don't trust that i do know the, cause that because that i've done it where i've said the wrong name and then you're just like you feel like a fucking asshole
1: yeah yeah it's too scary i don't know if i've done it That I remember, but I'm very scared of doing it, of saying the wrong name.
0: I had to do... I was going to text a friend today, and thankfully she's in a band, so I could Google the band to find out. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But I'm like, Uh, that's embarrassing.
1: It is, but it's also like, I don't know, it's hard for some reason. And you just want to make sure you get it right.
0: Yeah, You know know why why we're this way? why we're genius anxiety we're geniuses. oh we're, i like we're, that better we're creative yeah. geniuses and our mind is on too many other things
1: yeah we just got so much going on brains constantly spinning
0: yeah how could yeah. you think of a name when you have so many melodies spinning through your, your noggin exactly yeah
1: it's yeah. all it's crowded up here
0: sorry carl i have a melody <laughs> not your name yeah
1: so <laughs> what do we say next time uh i'm working on the next great song right now as we speak so i don't have time for your name (laughs) (laughs) that's 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 gonna be my new line
0: (laughs) you don't do that on stage do you do you ever forget what your song title is or anything like that it seems like oh yeah or i forget words to my songs yeah uh what do you do when you supposedly ella fitzgerald that's a big reason she scatted and she would just sort of make up stuff oh yeah is that real i just saw it in the documentary so i unless it's a shitty documentary which is possible
1: (laughs) that's all (laughs) i haven't seen it um i see so usually i'll just like mess up a word or two not not usually but when i (laughs) I, you know when it happens um but there have been times where just like entire lines have just flown out of my head. Like, if I forget the first line of the verse and then it's just gone. And I just kind of am like, uh, it's just kind of freeze, but keep playing guitar, but brain freezes, singing freezes, and then just try to come back in when I. <laughs> when we get
0: to the next section or whatever. Well, the Ellen Fitzgerald thing is on Netflix. So same with Louis Armstrong, actually, he often wouldn't learn the lyrics and he would just kind of mumble and scat and stuff for whatever that's worth. (laughs) I just finished a book on Louis Armstrong. and So that's how I know these things.
1: (laughs) Cool. (laughs) They're fun things to know.
0: Yeah. But I, uh, I forgot what the fuck I was going to say. I had another yeah. point, but... Um,
1: I don't know. I had a song that I wrote by... It didn't... It had, like, like the outline of what the song was about. Um, my, that song, Heartbeat, that's on the last record. Um, and I wrote it by just going, just playing it at shows and just singing whatever I was thinking at the moment. And then... Afterwards, being like, I like this line I sang. Let me write that down, and that's how that that song came about.
0: Oh, that's so we started playing it before the lyrics were ready. Oh, that's cool. What made you? Yes. What inspired that?
1: I don't know. I had it. It was really fun to play, and it had like enough of an idea of what it was about that I could like I could just sing it every time with like slightly differing lyrics until they like got honed. It was basically like the thing that I would do at home. I just did it on stage instead. but
0: uh, it was fun. Did you record it so you could remember the lyrics or? Anything? No, I just hoped that I would remember
1: <laughs> <laughs> the good, the good lines. And so maybe there were some really great ones that are gone forever. And this is the second, second tier version. I don't know, <laughs> but
0: yeah. Uh, do you think it you'll do out. that again? I dig that. I'd, I like that a lot.
1: Yeah. I don't know. Maybe, I mean, I didn't obviously get to do it at all with the last record. But like the newest record because um, no shows, uh, but some of those songs were written a little bit before, uh, like we were written before uh, before everything shut down when I was playing shows still. So we would play them, but they they had the lyrics kind of like more fleshed out, and so I did some editing of them after playing them just on what felt right. But I did I didn't like actively on the fly mostly do any of the editing, although like occasionally I'll think of a line randomly while I'm playing them like this is better and switch it to that
0: but, yeah I read that you would do songs before you recorded them and then the last album you weren't able to like test out any of the songs in front of an audience was that yeah was that we played oh, sorry sorry, sorry.
1: <laughs> we played we, <laughs> we played a couple We I think there were like I think like two or three of them I got to play um like the band learned and I got to play on the tour right before, right before everything. now I'm getting all confused about dates, but I think it's a couple of them, but then, yeah, most of them were like finished just to kind of at home. So I didn't, I like just, I did more demoing than I usually do with those, like a lot of re re recording and and getting the demos more um, like fleshed out. Cause usually I'll just kind of have the idea in my head and then I'll like teach it to somebody and we'll play it live a bunch of times, you know, <laughs> instead of instead of recording it like full out. Um but since I had a lot more time and <laughs> you know, and not uh and not a bunch of people around to do that with. I kinda yeah, just did a lot more like redoing of the demos and getting them like kind of more full songs.
0: Did you before did it matter to you which like did you have a preference of which approach to take or was this like a cool way to learn and try new things
1: um this was fun because like I got better at at the at the recording part and like setting stuff up fast at home and doing it so now it's like more fun to demo whereas before it was like annoying I would (laughs) spend more time like struggling with stuff you know um but uh I like them both I think I think it depends on the song, you know, if it's something that has like a lot of parts that I, that I want to like get really exact. I think it's cool to, to be able to do it, like do the demoing and really plug everything in. And then there's other songs where it's just kind of more like more, I guess, simple, but like, you know, just more straightforward, I guess, where it's kind of fun to just just play them live a bunch of times and see, like how it feels and what parts like need something extra, you know. <laughs> um, just just from playing them and seeing
0: how it feels and seeing what feels right in the moment. All right. Do you do you? How you said you play three instruments? Do you start writing songs using various instruments, or do you always go to the same one? Uh, usually.
1: I, most of my songs get started on guitar, but some of them get started on piano or bass, um, depending on like what I'm doing at the time. If I'm like, you know, if I'm like playing the piano, sometimes the song will come out or whatever. Um, and then uh, some of them I'll just uh, that will be like in my head and I'll like I'll think of a bass line or I'll think of a guitar part, and then I'll like pick that instrument up and, and start from there. Um, but, but most of the time it's on the, you know, on the guitar
0: is the first thing. Do you ever record multi instruments on your albums? Like, I don't need you. I can do this all, but like, can you print it is what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. on the, um, on the, on this most recent record, there's, well, on the song for this thing, I played the drums and the bass and the guitar. Oh, cool. And, uh, I didn't know that. And then my brother played the, played the synth. So so yeah
0: (laughs) Uh, but um but hmm? oh i was just gonna ask you if you you work with your brother still pretty regularly right he recorded a bunch of stuff too right
1: yeah he's engineered all of my records and he's mixed all of my records um and he used to master them too but now now we do someone else because it's good to have a different pair of ears on that sometimes you know just for different ideas or whatever um but yeah he he We work together a lot, and he he plays um he plays on a bunch of this record as well. Um, he plays some drums and bass and some keys. I played all the guitars, but he played some of the other stuff.
0: Um, were you? I was kind of surprised that when I was reading about the your last album, how many people were surprised about the title? They kind of were like, "That's kind of negative," or (laughs) like. i'm not uh, doing it justified but nothing is nothing is ever fine like and people are like i know it's a line from a movie but some people yeah are, i know some people like think i i guess what i'm going at is bar culture is very like everything's got to be fine you can't say something like
1: that. <laughs> uh yeah i don't know i didn't i didn't hear a lot of people harping on it being negative um, maybe I'm hanging out with all the sad, the sad people.
0: I don't know. I feel like somebody <laughs> but, commented on in, uh, in a, one of the articles I read. That's why I uh, thought of it. Okay. Yeah. I, I haven't read them all. Well, they're wrong. <laughs> I'll say that.
1: <laughs> no. Um, I mean, yeah, it's, it's kind of a negative, it's, it's a little bit negative, but, um, it's also, I mean, like sometimes things are fine, but also sometimes nothing's ever fine. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you're in that spot where, like, oh, everything is not fine. And... I don't know. I just liked it. And it made sense, I think, for the song content.
0: Yeah. So... And if they know the context that it's aligned from a movie.
1: They yeah. To, they and then... To. I, it's, like... It's... And then the record came out on Rex Manning Day actually by accident, which was, like... That was when I was, like, oh, okay. That was meant to be named this. <laughs> like, Cause we didn't, I, 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 that wasn't planned. Like it was supposed to come out the week before also, first of all. And then we pushed it back cause some deadline I forget was missed. Um, probably my fault. I got behind on stuff,
0: but, uh,
1: yeah. And that came out on Rex Manning day. It was perfect.
0: I, I, I'm going to be an idiot. I don't know what Rex Manning day is.
1: Oh, so the, the movie it's from is empire records. Oh, okay.
0: Yes. Yeah. That I knew, but I've never yeah. seen the movie. I just know oh. the context.
1: Well, Rex Manning Day in the movie is the day that Rex Manning, who's like a pop star in the Empire Records world, uh, comes to the store to do like an in-store signing thing. And so they are just always like, oh, not on Rex Manning Day. And then it became an actual real-life day oh. in, in our world where it's April 8th is Rex Manning Day and people like Rough Trade, I remember had like a Rex Manning day and like decorated the store and stuff. And like, so it just became a, a thing. It's not a real day, but it's a real day. Does that make sense? You know what I
0: mean? <laughs> I had that inner conflict where I was like, I don't want to look stupid, but I'm also like, you should look stupid because that's the honest way to go.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And also like, like Empire Records is not the most popular thing in the world I would say it's in 2022 so probably a lot of people were like
0: what is she talking about I've always intended to watch it and it's like one of those movies when it pops up on something I'm like oh I need to watch it and I never do, I'm guessing you're a big fan of it
1: I'm a big fan I recently rewatched it and I was like oh I still love this I'm having a good time I think it, <laughs> it held up fairly well you know not not all not all movies do but I, I think it it weathered it
0: Who pretty, else, pretty good who else because I know Liv Tyler's in it and who, who says that line yeah who else because uh, I I feel like I confuse it with some other movies as well that's what there's like th- three other record store or, or movies and I think they kind of blur in my my foggy yeah. fucked up brain
1: <laughs> like High Fidelity or whatever High Fidelity um,
0: and I don't know why but I'm lumping Salt Lake City Punks in there somehow oh slc punk which i've never seen either
1: i saw that one time i had it on vhs i might still have it i don't know but um i saw it the one time and i do not really remember it but this empire records has like uh renee zellweger and ethan ambry who's in can't hardly wait also and uh a bunch of other stuff and then a bunch of people I, I, i i don't know i just know that they're like you know, Luke and AJ and
0: Deborah. So, like if you saw him <laughs> on the street, it's going to be one of those moments that we,
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah.
0: <laughs> um, have you thought about doing a children's album about pizza? Just to th- throw that out there. <laughs> I have not thought about that. I can say <laughs> but, it's your idea. You can have that idea free. I'm so okay. Joking. Yeah,
1: <laughs> I'll 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 write. I'll put a thank you in the liner notes. If I think I
0: appreciate. Yeah,
1: that. acknowledge it.
0: Have you ever thought about doing any? I just because I said that jokingly, but I'm like, have you ever thought about doing anything like that? Just way out of your wheelhouse, where you're like, I'll do it. Yeah, home. yeah,
1: I've thought about it for sure. Um, I I just like to write things. And, you know, um, I, if somebody wanted a kid's album for me, I would be down to do it, you know, <laughs> but I've mostly like most of the stuff I've been writing. That's not, not oceanator stuff is like specific for prompts or whatever. Trying to trying to get some, you know, jobs <laughs> writing music <laughs> or like, uh, I've been writing some pop songs. So like just for fun at home and I have one that like I put on the other day. I was like, dang this is good. This is a good song." <laughs> so I don't know, gonna do something with it. But
0: does it not fit in? Like you couldn't put it out as an Oceanator song yet. Or it's
1: like it... it's like too, like too poppy.
0: Is it like it's like a straight pop song? Like Britney Spears? Can you sell it to Britney? It that did that show my age? That that's my reference for fucking poppy. I
1: don't know. Is she still <laughs> accepting songs? <laughs> Uh, um, yeah, I don't, uh, I mean, I could try to sell it. I, I kind of just want to put it out as like a random single. I might even just put it out like weirdly as an Oceanator
0: single, just like
1: here's a pop song. Don't worry. It won't be on the records.
0: <laughs> See, I I just like it. I would love Stuff like that Like I always Like when I know I I don't I can't understand it There's some Artists who can just go In whatever direction And everyone goes with it And then there's some artists Where they try something new And people are like What the fuck And I'm like I want That I want Something different It's exciting to me Yeah it's fun To
1: just let like You know Have people explore Whatever's interesting Them at the moment Musically You know And hearing what comes out of that And so I think it's fun when bands do a bunch of different stuff, but I also, like sometimes I love a band that, you know, found their thing that they're good at and they just keep writing songs in that vein. And and those are great too. You know, I just kind of, kind of like when people just do what's interesting to them. Um, I feel like it comes out best that
0: way. I agree. Do you Mm -hmm. have anything that you've, created that's like way out there way far away like i mean the pop song if you've done anything like experimental that people would be like what drugs was she on
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh i i i when i got my new got this new little portable keyboard so i could work on stuff like in the van um it was just like a tiny little cheap midi controller thing um i made some like a bunch of like beats i guess that's the farthest away because like I definitely don't think I can't I can't even think of a way to like shoehorn them into like a (laughs) like a like a fitting with any of the things I've done uh, like put out so far. Um, I guess that's the furthest, but I don't really don't really like make like I got a bunch of friends who do like ambient stuff that's pretty cool and like modular synth stuff. And I, I haven't really gotten into any of that, although like he wants me to come over and fool around. So I might make some stuff.
0: I don't know. Seems cool. Yeah, do you have like a lot of like little pieces of things laying sort of laying around creatively? Like, oh, maybe someday I'll finish or add that to something else.
1: Yes, yeah, tons. <laughs> They're everywhere. It's <laughs> I've like I did actually recently spend some time like going through just like random demos I'd started in like Logic and GarageBand over the years and like voice memos and stuff, and found some stuff that I was like, "Ooh, this is cool. I want to finish this up." So. Yeah. There's like, there's like hundreds of them. and some of them I'll probably never listen to again or like listen to and be like, why did I record this? This is just dumb. And some of them will probably be songs that I like in the future.
0: Yeah. I always wonder, like, cause I've written things where I'm like, well, this is shit. And then like five <laughs> years later I find it and I'm like, oh, what was wrong with me that day that I thought this was shit? Yeah, your brain was lying, or vice versa. Just- where
1: <laughs> yeah, or it's it is shit.
0: You were right the first time. <laughs> yeah, those because I used to uh, when I was I would walk home from bars and I would call my answering machine because mm-hmm. I still had one of those because I, I yeah, but and I would leave like r- long rambles to myself that I thought were like these poetic rant rantings of genius, and boy, the next day. <laughs> <laughs> When, Did you get
1: anything out of those?
0: Fuck, embarrassed. I, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, thank God <laughs> that was a digital answering machine and not a fucking tape recorder.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. But uh, I remember I remember having one of those machines. That's a good idea, though. It's a good, it's smart.
0: I always, I have to always email myself or do something because I will like, th- like forget stuff. Even if it's like, yeah, I gotta take out the garbage. Yeah, I
1: make little lists of stuff on like my notes app. I like that story. Did you read Johnny Mars' book by any
0: chance? No, but that sounds that's a good suggestion.
1: Yeah, it was cool and he had a story about how he he wrote this I can't remember which song it was for now, but it's one of their like big songs and he wrote the guitar part and then like on the guitar and then he made his girlfriend drive him to Morrissey's house because Morrissey had, like, a tape recorder, and he was, like, playing it in the car the whole
0: time on the <laughs> guitar. <so> forget it. <laughs> How was so like, yeah,
1: we, ha- we have it easy now. You just pull up the phone, voice yeah, memo. you yeah. can
0: make the album in your fucking apartment, which is great. Yeah. I wish, film-wise, more people would take it, because I'm like, why do so many movies still suck? Like, everybody can <laughs> make a movie there should be like these genius works of art out there but yeah we still just get uh no offense star wars <laughs>
1: <laughs> i didn't see any of the i didn't see the new ones i don't i saw the the, the first two of that but i haven't seen
0: any of them. I, I don't i i was a kid when the first one came out and i even as a kid i was like i don't care not for you I did like The Deer Hunter, so that should say something about how fucked up I am. (laughs) I I never saw that. I never saw that one. It's a pretty weird film.
1: Yeah, that's that's what I've heard. Like, whenever I hear it mentioned, I'm like, oh, sounds interesting.
0: It's great, but it's, you know, it's not something a 12-year-old should have been into.
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. That makes sense.
0: (laughs) Maybe I was ahead of my time. We'll justify it by that.
1: Sure. Yeah. Yeah. It was formative.
0: Yeah maybe i don't know it was (laughs) i do know i just had a liking for uh, weird shit as a kid i I, I guess i wasn't normal i don't know i don't know what to attribute it to because my parents were very they had like three records and they were like barry manilow and ann murray so it was nothing (laughs) (laughs) yeah how i got into music is like as if just to like it appreciate it is amazing
1: yeah. When did you get into music?
0: Like as a kid, like I was, yeah. and I remember like when somebody in high school started talking about like who produced an album and yeah. and like, like being like, what? And then that, like, <clears throat> so then I started, like, I would read the lyrics and things, but then it like opened up a whole new world. And then I got, I was also into jazz and all kinds of stuff. as And in Chicago, there's at, when I was a kid, there was a lot of great like late night radio, like blues, old blues and stuff. So I would, yeah. So that was like I would t- put tape it with a cassette tape, and because it was blues yeah. until dawn or something like that. And the next day, I would just listen to these. Oh, that's uh, awesome! It was that's really cool. Yeah, and I I regret when I lived in Chicago not seeing more blues because. I mean, I was I worked nights, but like I could yeah. have seen, you know, I could have seen some of those fucking great. See, guys. I did see Sugar Blue though, if you.
1: Oh. Yeah, it's a great blues and jazz city. It's got a good good history there.
0: Have you spent much time there? Mostly than... just on tour. Yeah,
1: you know, probably get a lot it. of time to kick around then. huh? No, not really. Um, pretty much just like whatever area the venue is in is <laughs> where we hang out.
0: Uh, well, yeah. if, if you want to go someplace and fuck your liver and gain 30 pounds, let's I don't know why they don't use that for marketing. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, it could work. Especially now they use that. And then they also use that they have a great lake. So when the water all runs out.
0: Yeah. So when the coasts fall into the sea. The, I'm moving the fuck to, out of here, yeah. out of California. <laughs> We're moving back yeah. to the Midwest where the, cause partly cause of water. Yeah. It's, it's going to happen it's weird no one fucking acknowledges it here i'm like we're running out of water and, and like my friend's putting an addition on his house i'm like good luck with that fucker it's,
1: yeah <laughs> yeah it's it's crazy it's um i feel like people have been talking about it way more i remember the first inklings of it on like conspiracy podcasts or whatever people being like oh there's gonna be a water shortage and now i feel like you hear about it more in everyday conversation people talking about
0: yeah, I like I don't know people who or maybe live. that's just the people I'm hanging out with. Yeah. <laughs> no, I I mean it's like I pay attention to it every day because it's like Lake Mead, which is where we get our water, is under thirty percent or something like that. Oh yeah, it's Isn't got. I'm it, oh, sorry. Go ahead.
1: They're like finding dead bodies. And that's stuff.
0: what I was gonna say. It's dudes yeah. in barrels. Not even like you know, like somebody hit their head and drowned. It's like dudes yeah. in barrels at the mob fucking killed.
1: Yeah. Like, they never expected this to be a problem, like, that the wa- those huge lake is just going to run out of water.
0: I'm curious, like, I don't obviously want it to run out of water, because that means a lot of bad things, but I really want to know how many barrels of bodies are down there. Like, that's... Just, like, super old, just forever. Like, hundreds of years of
1: bodies and barrels. <laughs>
0: down there. A lot of dudes who owed the mafia money are at that level. yeah, Yeah. Is, uh, New York, is that okay for this, for the climates? Like you might get some flooding is like, what is, I fear. Did you, did flood bother hit you a couple years ago? Wasn't that a few years ago?
1: Um, with the hurricane stuff? Yeah. Um, I, in my areas, it was fine. Um, but, I've, you know, down by the coast more for sure. And, when the all the power went out for Sandy, was pretty wild. Wa- I had power still in my apartment, but, like, all of Manhattan below, like, I don't know, 14th or something was completely out of power, which was pretty crazy. And, like, tumbleweeds, nobody on the street. It was really weird. Yeah. I had to ride my bike in to clean out the, the walk-in fridge at work. It was <laughs> disgusting. So I had been off for, like, five days. Yeah. It was really gross. So we all went in and did that. And then they, they wanted me to get the, the cash deposits. I went to the other location and they were like, oh, can you bring the cash deposits? And I was like, it's like $15,000 or whatever. Because it was like several days worth of cash in the restaurant. Yeah. So I had to go pick them up and put them in my backpack and ride through these deserted streets. I was like, I'm going to get murdered and someone's going to have the best. They're going to be like, (laughs) I'm so glad I targeted this person. I'm rich. It's really stressful.
0: Did you stay in Brooklyn for COVID or did you get the fuck out?
1: I was mostly here. I mean, I lived here still. uh, Once I I got, I, I don't remember how now, but at some point I, Got my car um, from Maryland. And so I would go back like every. I think I was going just like driving down like once a month just to like s- check on family and help with stuff. But I was mostly here in this room that I'm in now <laughs> 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 where I spend. Most, it's the only room that gets sunlight. So spend most of my time in here and
0: uh, yeah, go for walks in the park and stuff. We're, it was pretty desolate there too, right? Like just fucking.
1: Yeah, it was, it was pretty weird. I live in a, I live on like a fairly main street, fairly main intersection. Um, so like when I go for my, my daily walk, and I walk down like a block or two and a block over, it's like really neighborhoody and quiet. So that, that's not that weird to not see that many people, but even on this big main street where like all the shops are and we're like no cars, this nobody walking around at all. Like I could walk, when i would have to go like pick up a prescription or whatever i could walk down to the cvs and like see like five people and it's like a half mile away wow <laughs> so like it was
0: yeah it was pretty it was pretty wild for new york especially you could have done some robbing you could have been the thief
1: i i could have <laughs> it didn't really occur to me but i could have yeah <laughs>
0: yeah so. we, we moved outside of los angeles but that was pretty empty too but the air was finally yeah. like we had like oh yeah yeah it was like crazy it was like because the air it was, it was like so bad but it was like it felt like portland where it's like you know that all crisp and clean i was like oh this is yeah how it's supposed this is how you're supposed oh, wow. to live
1: <laughs> yeah i do always love getting to like the pacific northwest and being like oh, it's so it just smells
0: good here it feels nice would you move there or are you are you a New Yorker?
1: I'm definitely not a New Yorker. I've been here. I mean, I guess I've been here for 13 years, Damn. so I'm ready to to go somewhere else. Um, L A is on my list. I was hoping to go there for like a year and just do it because I've always kind of wanted to, but I don't want to like live there for every year. I don't know. I want to. I want some space. I want to have like you can't quite see it, but this whole corner of my room is just music gear in a pile and every time I want to like make something I have to get it all out and set it all up and then once I get it set up sometimes I'm like over it you know so I want to have I just want to have a little bit more space where I can have like my gear up like not even necessarily a studio just like a room or a corner of a room my gear is out and I can just play it I want to have a little yard and I want to get a dog so like somewhere else (laughs) where I can afford that you (laughs) know (laughs) Um, but I haven't figured out where, where I want to go.
0: Yeah. But I like, I like the Pacific Northwest,
1: but it's far from like family and stuff.
0: Yeah. I lived in New York for a while and I just, I couldn't like, it's great to visit. Like, I love being there and like shoving as much pizza down my face and you can just, <laughs> but like yeah. the, uh, the day to day is, is hard. Fucking It's hard. exhausting. Yeah. Yeah. It's and really tired. certain people have that hardened, like it's just, there's a look on their face where it's like their skin isn't even, it's like, you're just tired, man. You're just tired. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. It's a lot. I mean, I like my neighborhood is, I, I really like a lot. Cause it's like, it's not as crazy. I mean, like it's gets, you know, the it gets busy and there are people out, but it's definitely, it's like nowhere near Manhattan levels or like even Williamsburg is pretty wild now. Um, But it's still, it's still, it's a lot. And getting places is a lot, you know, like I'll be like, okay, you're three miles from me. I'll see you in an hour and a half, you know? So it's like, it's, (laughs) it's, 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 it's tiring in that way too. But, um, I mean, obviously it's a cool city. There's a lot to do. There's a lot of music. Yeah. You know, I'm, all my friends are here. Not all my—I have a lot of friends scattered now.
0: So very much for your time. Yeah, thank I, you very much. I've really greatly enjoyed talking to you, and I was looking forward to it. So, um,
1: you. Yeah, this has been real nice. Yes.